Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 318 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How are you this fine Monday, Richard? Hey, Seth, doing well. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing uh, very well. We actually have some really interesting topics to talk about today, so uh, kind of excited about that. But before we get into that, we have another co-hosting, Krim. How are you today, Krim? Oh, I I am great. I am excited. Some of the news that we've we've got today has got me pretty pumped. Yeah, so we got two big topics for today. One is Wizards uh, announced some stuff coming in the future last week. Uh, Universes Beyond, a new product line with uh, some crossovers and so forth happening. So we want to dig into that. And then also, we're in Time Spiral Remastered spoiler season, which means lots of sweet old border cards, some cool reprints. So we're going to talk about that too. And then, of course, answer your fish mail. So that's the plan for today. But before we get into it, a reminder. The Today Show is brought to you by Card Conduit, and if you've ever experienced the horror of trying to sell your magic cards online, it's a lot of work, a lot of typing and shipping and sorting, and it's not really a whole lot of fun. Well, Card Conduit, they're the easiest way to sell your cards, and if you want to avoid all those hassles and all the time it takes to sell your cards, this new service from the folks at Card Hoarder will sort, grade, and sell your magic cards for you, and once your shipment is processed, you'll get the proceeds minus their fee, and right now, you can get a 10% discount by going to cardconduit.com goldfish. So, thank you so much to Card Conduit for supporting the show today and uh, let's talk some magic let's start with universes beyond the big announcement from uh, last week so richard why don't you kind of set the stage give us the overview of what universes beyond is and uh and then we could talk about it a bit so i heard the walking dead secret lair was one of the greatest <laughs> magic products of all time and uh we're going full Universes Beyond in 2022. So there was an investor call last week and Wizards announced that they will be expanding their game system to other IP and on the docket, they've listed Warhammer 40K and Lord of the Rings for 2022. And they said, quote unquote, full expansions, whatever that means. Uh, they That could just be investor speak. They're, they haven't really specified. But what we do know is this. There are Warhammer 40 K commander decks coming. Okay. They will have different frames and a different hollow foil, but the same card back, uh, which means uh, that they will be legal where magic cards are played. So this will affect older formats like vintage and legacy. Uh, Wizards has stated that these will not be standard legal. So they're not making a standard expansion, but rather these will be uh, things like commander decks, secret layers or uh, other such things they haven't specified completely. And uh, they said that the cards themselves will be a mixture of the Ikoria treatment where you have uh, you know a, a magic version and then the IP version, the Godzilla version, or straight up Walking Dead where the card itself is the only name and like that's it. Uh, so they said that it'll depend, but uh, they'll, they plan on having both. And then the last footnote is the D&D set that's coming up is not universes beyond uh the dnd set if it's if it's wizards ip will fall under like the normal uh the normal magic set rather than universes beyond but tldr these things are legal you you will see you will you will cast like teferi bouncing your opponent's legolas who will then equip the one ring or something and smash your face i don't know anything about warhammer but it will be mixable in Legacy and Vintage, for sure. And then we know we have Warhammer 40k Commander decks. So you can sit down and like battle it out with Warhammer EDH decks. Uh, so, what do you guys think? I am so upset with the fact that it's lord of the rings i this is this is the only issue that i have <laughs> wow are you a lord of the rings hater <laughs> yeah so for for those that have known anything about me i do not like lord of the rings I, I i you know that's 
this is strictly speaking the movies. I don't know anything about the books, so you know, sure. Uh, but like when it comes to the movies, the they are the most boring forms of cinema I've ever seen in my life. A lot of nothing <gasps> happens, uh, and I think like legitimately, if if just like it, you you adjust a few things in the plot points, you you could just resolve the whole issue within half a movie. So. Uh, other than that, though, and I'm pretty sure a lot of it, that doozy after hearing that one, that that powerful opener, a lot of people are like, what else could he possibly say? Uh, but but legitimately, uh, I, I think the world's beyond thing outside of that is actually kind of cool. Um, and I mean, as as for like, you know, Lord of the Rings, Warhammer, magic is not that far off of what like that world and the realms of both of those uh, IPs are. So. If you're worried about like seeing like Gandalf the Grey, you know, like, you know, like, I don't know, there's a Gandalf command or something like that, right? Sure. That, that doesn't bother me as much. Uh, but yeah, like, I think what this means for the game as a whole is pretty interesting. Uh, just because this means that I can have the properties. I, I joked about it, but like, like now, like the idea that maybe somewhere down the line there's a there's a world of Warcraft, or I mean, just a Warcraft. No, not Hearthstone, uh, but uh, a Warcraft. Uh, like you know, like a, a, like I joked about the Warcraft secret layer, but you know, like now that there's a chance, or maybe even Marvel, uh, Transformers, any of that stuff, I think that that could be pretty cool, pretty fun to see. Um, and and you know, like if this this is definitely something along the lines of something I would probably pick up. It's kind of hilarious because me and Krim don't uh, agree on much pop culture wise. Like normally the things that you like, I don't even know for the most part. <laughs> yeah. but, but the one thing that uh, unites us is I also can't stand Lord of the Rings. It's so tedious. Yes. I do not understand. One of my ex-girlfriends loved that movie series. It was like her favorite thing. So I had to watch them so many times. Oh. And uh Oh, it, it actually ruined them for me for life because they just they they could tell the whole story in like an hour and they tell it over like 12 <laughs> hours across three movies. Yeah. Like the whole thing could be an hour long. So. Uh, so, yes, I, I very much agree that I personally find Lord of the Rings very tedious and uh, it doesn't especially interest me as far as the idea of having these crossovers in magic. I guess I have mixed feelings. So for me personally. I'm kind of like, meh, I don't really care, or no Warhammer, I don't really like Lord of the Rings, I can see people saying this kind of like takes away from uh, magic's lore to some extent, and I, I can see where they're coming from, I haven't really decided if I completely agree with that, because I don't know, it's we have like- It's a multiverse though, there, there, yeah, you know what I mean? There's like, a lot of weird things in magic already, uh, so is it really that much of a leap to have, I guess it's a little different having specific characters from other IPs rather than like a generic elf that looks like it was from Lord of the Rings or whatever, but I, I, I definitely- for me personally, would I choose to have my version of magic have crossover IPs? Probably not. But I've also like come to grips with the fact that what I personally like best in magic isn't necessarily what's best for magic in all cases. And I feel like this is going to be a really good thing for the game overall. Like I can deal with Smeagol aggro or what I, I don't know, like Lord of the Rings characters. Like I could deal with that. Like that's fine. Uh, that's not a deal breaker for me by any means, especially if this is going to bring in new players and players who haven't played the game before. There are Lord of the Rings fans and Warhammer fans, and it's close enough to magic that some of those people might want to try out the game. And if this is going to, bring those people in and excite them and bring new blood into the community i think it's worth it even if me personally i'm like whatever like more hammer i don't care like sure like do it don't do it what it's just not a big deal either way to me but i feel like this can be a a powerful tool for bringing new players into the game and i think that's something that in franchise players tend to miss like my perspective has really changed recently teaching my little nephew how to play magic he loves stuff like this for him like a lord of the rings magic card is like super cool and that's like something that will legitimately get him excited and keep him in the game learning the game playing the game so even though like some old timers uh, like me are like man like i don't know like this isn't my version of magic i think it's going to be worth it in the end I mean, when you think about it, right, we already have people who, like, like how many Lord of the Rings altars are there, right? <laughs> like, in Magic. I think I've seen so many altered cards to just be Lord of the Rings stuff. So, 
you know, and like you had mentioned, I think this is going to be pretty cool for like the masses and, you know, to get people into the game. And it, you know, like this, my issue with Secret Lair Walking Dead wasn't that it was Walking Dead. It was the, like the method of distribution. So mm-hmm. like this gets around that, right? So hey, maybe. The, so other than that, like the, I, I, I'm not worried about anything else. If you're telling me that this isn't like in a, like a secret layer, then it's open to the mass and they can pick it up. Then that's great. So what do you think, Richard? I'm going to have to say, you guys be tripping. Lord of the Rings haters, <laughs> both of you. Oh, like, oh come on. Literally, you're playing a fantasy card game where like the entire basis of like the whole genre is Lord of the Rings. Okay. Like they invented fantasy. Okay. And how can you guys not like this? I mean, I agree. The the movies invented fantasy. I would fantasize what I would not be doing after it was done. And <laughs> yeah, thinking about all the great things I could do that is not watching this movie right now. Uh, that was may- my fantasy. Maybe I have a special affinity to Kithkin and thus hobbits but I can't believe you guys don't like Lord of the Rings and it explains why you don't care about the magic universe because you don't like you don't like the fantasy aspect of it right like I love hmm. fantasy things I love fantasy things but I you mean, don't like me, Lord of the Rings I, so weird I, when, I agree <laughs> I, I mentioned this before when I started playing if it was like magic cards were literal playing cards with like the queen and the jack and if that's what they look like it, it would have been all the same to me. So I've grown, oh, okay. to enjoy the, I've grown to enjoy the flavor aspect of it more, but I I didn't come from, like, the fantasy, like, nerd culture, quote-unquote, like, reading comic books growing up and stuff. So I didn't have that same fantasy connection to it that I know a lot of Magic players did. I've come to appreciate a lot more since I've been playing Magic, but when I first started... I was attracted to, like, how good the game itself was, more so than, like, the fantasy aspect of it. Okay, I mean, so regardless yeah, like the, of how much I like Lord of the Rings, that's, like, irrelevant. <laughs> but, like, how do I feel about different IP in Magic? I think it's a step backwards. I, I think that Wizards, like, we know Magic Digital is, like, super slow and 20 years behind the curve. Like, I think we're actually just going backwards now with the brand. Like, in this day and age, everyone is trying to hold on and expand to their IP, right? It's the reason you have Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, like all those networks, they're like, I don't wanna put my stuff on Netflix anymore. And Netflix has to make originals and only originals because no one else will put their stuff on Netflix platform, right? Here we are with Magic, like kind of just giving up on their story and just putting like other stories into their story, right? Like Lord of the Rings franchise, come on in. Warhammer franchise, come on in. Like, I want to see the WandaVision of magic, right? I want to see the Mandalorian event. I want to see the magic IP expanding, not kind of taking a backseat to these other IPs using the game system. So I think it's kind of backwards. And I think it's a little weird. Like, I I don't want to see, like, Spider-Man in my magic game. I'm, I'm, like, playing a fantasy game. I, like, joined to play. Like, I don't want to see, like, friggin', like, Infinity Gauntlet, like, you know, like, in... (laughs) In my but, games, I mean, right? That's it's weird. It's not out right? of the realm of possibilities, right? I mean, we're we're a multiverse. <laughs> but, but <laughs> like, now what? Are you going to make it the most powerful card in existence? If not, then it's just not correct, right? I and then mean, what? Are you going to just break the balance of magic because the story makes no sense now? Like, Jace is, like, the weakest character because Superman is here? Like, I don't know. What are you going to do, right? How are you going to fix all these inconsistencies? So does it does it make you feel any better, Richard, knowing that... They're not standard sets, and they're not take. Theoretically, if I'm understanding this announcement right, they're not like taking away. This isn't the right word, but real magic sets, quote unquote, to make these crossover products. This is just like an extra thing. Like, is it really a deal breaker if the jumpstart slot next year instead is a Lord of the Rings crossover set that people can play in their commander decks, you know, whatever, like maybe some of the cards are good enough for legacy, but they're not legal and modern pioneer. Like, does the fact that they're doing it that way make you feel any better about it? I think I would feel a lot worse about it if it was like, eh, like we're not doing core sets anymore. Instead, every year we're going to have this standard legal crossover set, which is what I initially thought because the D&D sets replacing your crossover and I thought it was going to be the same thing. So I would be more concerned, I think, if it was like that. But is is that really a deal breaker for you if a supplemental slot is taken up by one of these crossovers and you may or may not even see them? Like after the big Walking Dead freak out, 
I've still not really seen people playing them, or it's not like they're at the top of the EDH rec rankings for commanders, or even like heavily played at all. I've heard other people saying that too. Like, I've actually never seen anyone play a deck build it's around because you can't cards. get access to them. No, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> seriously, though, like, I'll give you some other statements. Magic Online is not dying. We're just going to run side by side with Magic Arena. Uh, Biobox promos will, will, will not be standard playable so that they're easily accessible. Right. Uh, you know, secret layers are just promotional, right? They're optional. You don't need to buy them. Right. They say this now, but when, you know, the Lord of the Rings supplemental product outsells the fall standard expansion, what are they going to do? Surprise, you know, the, the next set's going to be like MCU or something, right? Like they'll just go I mean, where the numbers go, <laughs> right? So I'm not going to complain about that, but I might have a little bit of a bias there. <laughs> like if you slap Spider-Man on a set and it sends, it sells like 10x what Jace to mine You mean it will, it will though, right? Then and why would that's... they ever invest in Jace again, right? You would just keep investing in Spider-Man, right? And that's how it's going to go, right? Either that or it like flops. And then we never see this ever again, right? But either way, like, I, I wouldn't hold Wizards to its promises, right? This is their current plan. And if you know it's successful, they'll just double down on it. I guess I am a little concerned about that. When I saw them say not standard, my initial thought was like, okay, you're saying that now, but <laughs> like, will you be saying that two years from now? I'm not 100% sure. And I would like it. I would like the idea of universes beyond a lot less if it was something that was everywhere in magic is like a is like a fringe fun thing on the side that sure maybe once in a while you run into them on the commander tables or maybe there's a rick that you know actually shows up in a fringe legacy deck if it ends up being like that then whatever if it ends up being that we end up in a standard format where it's spider-man versus lord of the rings versus warhammer and those are like our expansions for the year that would be a bridge too far for me i think like like what if it's the worst case scenario where Bobby. Wizards is sitting down with, like, Disney executives, and they're trying to cut a deal <laughs> for Spider-Man. And they're like, you know, you know, Disney's, like, so good and coveted, right? Wizards is, like, this little guy at the table, and they're like, look, we'll let you put Spider-Man in the set if you make him the most broken card of all time. You know, I want to see him Oko plus Hogak plus Earl <laughs> combined be, into one Izzet. card. He'd be Izzet, though, because he's blue and red. So we're okay. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, there is a, I guess there is a, some amount of concern there though. Like you, you're saying it in a joking way, but uh, I mean, does that weigh into it? Is Wizards feeling like, okay, because this is someone else's iconic property, we got to go doubly far to make sure that these cards are actually good. That would be a, a pressure that I would hope Wizards wouldn't be experiencing. Cause that does, cause like my overall feeling is like, if the game's good, I can deal with anything. But if the game is bad in the game itself, like the turning your card sideways and getting your opponent's life total to zero, like if that suffers somehow because of this, because Wizards is like, we got to push these cards harder than Oko because it's a crossover. That would, that would be an issue for me. Like, but if the game's good, I don't really care a whole lot personally. And I, I know that <laughs> other people do, and I'm not trying to diminish your experience, but personally, I don't really care a whole lot if I'm attacking with a, a Lord of the Rings character or a can of Pepsi or something. <laughs> a can of Pepsi. <laughs> Big Bird. That'd be an equipment. <laughs> Big Bird. That's, that, it'll be like double ember cleave. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I, well, the thing is, I think that's going to happen already anyways. Whether or there's a Spider-Man attached to the car or not right <laughs> like yeah i think the cards will eventually get there anyways so so whether or not like oh they have to push i mean i hope they don't push it because well it's spider-man for multiple reasons i think spider-man's overrated and second <laughs> off <laughs> just dropping so many bombs today <laughs> just haymakers Spider-Man's overrated. I only like him for his villains. And on top of that, it wouldn't matter because I think that the game was already going to move in that power creep anyways. And I, But I, I just do not hope they don't. Like, I mean, I also hope they don't push uh, said card because, you know, it's a popular card. However, I, I do think that power level of cards is already going there. So, you know, if it's attached to Spider-Man, can of Pepsi, Big Bird, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I like I I'm I'm with Seth. I love the game. I love what how it plays. I love everything about that. And I mean, of course, the and as long as the artwork stays, you know, awesome. However, they choose to do that, 
Uh, because like that's what initially drew me into the game, the artwork. So yeah, like I, I, if the game's good, the art's sweet, sure. So Richard, question for you. You mentioned, uh, Kithkin kind of coming from Lord of the Rings. How do you think they're going to integrate something like that? Like, Lord of the Rings, it's got to have hobbits. That's what Lord of the Rings is about. The hobbits will exist on the plane of Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Right? Well, I mean, do you think they'll do that? Like, do you think they'll integrate them into magic? Because I think that will have a big impact on how playable they are. Like, if hobbits are creature type Kithkin, then you're going to play them in your Kithkin commander deck. If they're literal hobbits. Nah, then they, they would be literal hobbits. Where are you going to play them? I, I can't imagine you think so? Lord of the Rings IP people being, yeah, okay, we'll just convert them to Kithkin, <laughs> right? Like, there will be 100% hobbits, right? Yeah. And, uh, and then, but, by the way, like, that's not that far off. Like, it's like I don't think that's, like, a ridiculous thing either. Like, it's like, eh, we'll yeah, still I mean, hobbits. But I think, like, the elves from Lord of the Rings, you'll be able to mix them with, like, other elves. It right. would not. It would not shock me if, like... Two years from now, we see legacy Legolas elves or some, you know, you're going to have like Spider-Man aggro or something. You're going to have some of these cards integrated into the older formats uh, because some of like you will have humans, obviously. Right. Uh, You know, dwarves, like those kind of things. Like I think there will be overlap. It's just uh, kids can get get kind of left out here because (laughs) hobbits are actually different. What do you think about the fact that no one's asking for Jace to show up in their game. That's something else I saw people bring up. Yeah. Like, if Magic was really doing so well, why aren't Magic cards showing up in Lord of the Rings or in Warhammer? Like, why are those cards showing up here? Because that was the other thing that came out of the investors' comment, uh, conference call or whatever it was, was we made an absurd amount of money. Magic made more money than it's ever made to the point where they're splitting it off into its own division. It made... $900 million last year, which is a Wizards made uh, between Magic and D&D, $900 million, which is a huge increase over the numbers that we've had from a few years ago. So if Magic is like doing so amazingly, why, why, why are other games coming to Magic rather than Magic also going to other universes? So there's one counter example, and that's Lego. Right. Where you have like Lego Batman and Lego Superman and like all those weird things. Uh, But outside of that, like everyone's trying to hold on to their IP. Right. They don't want to sell it out. Right. Like they if you have a game system that's actually good, like why would you sell your things? Like why would you put Fortnite characters into Halo or something? Right. Like what? Like what? (laughs) Right. So you're, you're trying to just hold on to your characters. And usually when we see these kind of crossovers, It's like to a lighter extent, like maybe you get skins or like cosmetics or something from another brand. Um, But usually these crossovers you see into like totally different realms. Like you see Jace on a can of Pepsi, right? Where there's no conflict, right? They're not like both games competing or anything. It's just like literally a drink and gamers drink drinks. So we'll just put like Jace on it. So yeah, I'd rather see that rather than us kind of like selling out Jace, right? Like Jace can get replaced. He's going to get replaced by Superman. He's going to get replaced by Gandalf. Like all these characters are much better characters than Jace, right? So you can't put them in the same space. Do you think this will lead to magic breaking out more in popular culture? Like I I was, uh, I had to go to the store the other day and drove past a McDonald's and apparently they're doing like Pokemon yeah. Happy Meal yep. toys. Which they're, are sold that, out. Apparently nice they're so it. popular. <laughs> yeah, uh, the sign said they were so popular that they were eliminating them to like two per person or something because they were so popular. Like, I mean, is this going to get magic there? Like, are we going to have magic Happy Meal toys? Are we going to enter the mainstream consciousness? Or why does Pokemon enter the mainstream consciousness and get Happy Meal toys? And magic is still magic i guess and not at that point well, like what's the difference po- pokemon is legendary on, on its own right right i mean like it, it had games had a tv show all that stuff magic still got to catch up to do anything near that yeah <laughs> like, it's a, it it's, being it's a good proper ip is... right like you know pokemon without without actually playing the games like have you actually played red and blue and yellow and whatever all yeah. the way up to the current games like a lot of people have not right a lot of people maybe they saw the cartoon poke boomer here i am maybe they played the the card game maybe they saw the movie right maybe they watched one of like eight million episodes of you know anime slash cartoon on tv right like it's just so out same with like marvel like many people that watch marvel have not picked up a comic book ever right they they they've expanded beyond their original thing 
Whereas I would be very shocked if someone knew who Jace the Mind Sculptor was, who's like never played, you know, Magic the Game. Well, what if the TV show and this helps that? Nah, uh, could it could, but let's say could. let's say in Mac- at McDonald's there were Spider-Man magic cards available with your Happy Meal. Is the draw Spider-Man or is the draw Magic the Gathering? Right, and the I mean, draw it's 100% will be Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, but what's what's I, I guess my thing here is like, I just don't see what's bad about that. That's a good like a little bit like what Seth was saying earlier is how it'd be cool like to have my my nephews and nieces want to play magic because they they like Spider-Man. But then it was a Spider-Man attached to a, like a, a magic card. Right. Or I mean, in this situation, uh, like it could be like a Doctor Strange card. And I would love because I mean, I already have uh, like Doctor Strange altars on tons of my cards. So now to see it in paper form, I that'd be amazing. I I, I don't know, I'd be, or, or like a Grimlock or something like that. I mean, we we had, jokingly had a Grimlock uh, card or whatever for, but but Transformer stuff. But how cool would that be, right? Like an Optimus the, Prime card for reals. The focus of the company, right? I guess like so. If that's very popular, say Transformers cards are very popular, which Transformers TCG is not, right? But right. so they they print a set. And then you're like, this is great. I want more, right? Like I want, let's say I, I have Gandalf and I want, you know, part two and part three and part four or whatever. They got to keep printing more, right? And eventually they got to make a cut somewhere, right? They got to be like, well, since Lord of the Rings is selling like gangbusters, magic is not doing well. We'll reduce the number of magic expansions by one, right? And then by two and then by three. And then it ends up like magic online, right? So I, it's like the focus of the I- company. I, I guess like they're just going to keep going after different IPs. Right. And I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I think my hope would be that if someone gets into the game because of whatever Lord of the Rings crossover, like that, that's their introduction to magic. And they're like, wow, like, sure. Maybe I started this because Gandalf was on a card or whatever, but now I actually like, kind of like this game. Maybe I'll like check out this modern format or maybe I'll, you know, whatever. And they actually become magic players. And, and then it's not about like, Oh, when's the next Lord of the Rings crossover, but then it's about when's the next magic crossover. So I guess that would be my hope is how that would go. Is this is like a way to onboard people into the game that maybe have never heard of it or don't know what it is or have never given it a chance before. But if they see their favorite IP, maybe that's the thing that will like let them give magic a shot. And then they'll experience the magic multiverse, uh, you know, a, a lot because they started with this crossover. I guess my other concern is this does kind of a little bit seem like a Hasbro thing. Like, Monopoly, I think, might be the nightmare example in some sense. Like, uh-huh. have you ever looked at the number of versions of Monopoly that exist? Uh, it is probably hundreds like oh, i'm looking at the list I, right I now like there's and there's way like more than hundreds oh uh, maybe it's thousands but there's like chocolate opoly and gi <laughs> joe collector's edition and the nightmare before there's a grateful dead how in the world is there? that's the the most absurd thing i've ever heard there's a grateful dead version of monopoly there's a million different options out there but honestly everyone that i know that owns monopoly owns the normal Monopoly game, like the original Monopoly. I'm sure that people sometimes have like, I don't like a novelty special edition, but I don't know. I don't feel like having, I didn't even know Grateful Dead Monopoly existed. So it's not like it's taking over for Monopoly. It's just like a weird novelty product. So maybe, maybe that's where we're heading. I I would look more, I mean, I guess because like when I think of Monopoly and I, you know, like I, I think the gameplay is like a meme however <laughs> Catan like has that right like Catan has like a Star Trek Catan has Game of the Thrones uh, Game of Thrones right so Catan actually has some sweet gameplay and I mean for me it, it all rings true just like Catan is still at its base a great game and I and I do not care about the IPs and what changes do I own the Star Trek one no but have I played it yeah sure it's fun <laughs> and I mean like I I I like I like it. I like the idea behind this. So I don't know. So Monopoly is one of Hasbro's like top IPs. So if you think like how much money Monopoly makes, okay, versus Magic the Gathering, it's like astounding that this like $10, I think, I don't know, it's like $30 for like the special version. So it's like expensive, but you know, it's a thing you buy once and it's like been around since forever. It keeps selling like crazy in part to these IP 
things. I have a Pokemon Monopoly that I was gifted. I have that too. Right? You have the red and blue one. I, I have no, yeah, I have no attachment to whatever the name <laughs> of the guy holding the money bags is of Monopoly. Like, uh, he's their IP. Jace. We, we'll call him Jace in this situation. But no one knows who he is because <laughs> they didn't invest in it, right? They didn't invest in that character. They're like, forget these characters and you know, Boardwalk and Park Place, they're replaceable. We don't care about them. Their placeholders will replace them with other IP, right? And it works, right? They Monopoly is somehow still relevant. Like Krim said, it's like one of the worst games you could possibly ever play. It's a very poorly designed game. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, but here it is, right? It is that popular, right? How not to have fun with friends. So I don't want Magic <laughs> to be like that, right? I don't want us to look at Jason and be like, who's this guy? get spider-man in here right and i don't want gameplay mechanics to go down the tubes right like for example if you have a budget and you can spend more money getting more money to uh acquire ip uh rights for your product or spend that money into r d and then end up with oko like where would you spend the money right you're like i'll just spend some money getting oh, superman 100%. it'll sound like way better than trying to balance this game right so well i, I hope that's not the case right like when i say i enjoy this thing I, I'm already worried about where <laughs> RNG is going, and the, and the, and that's without the third party IPs. But if you're going so, after casual players who just want to play with Gandalf, right? Do they care enough that sure. standard is balanced or whatever? Right? Like they may not care. Right? They're just like I'm just going to sling some spells and call it a day, and then I'll, I'll spend money in the next set, and that's it. And they they're not trying to like grind to the pro tour or something, so they don't care that the game is actually grossly imbalanced. Right. So if, if that is the concern, your concern as a product developer would be getting more rights, right? Like getting more characters, getting more of what people want, like better artwork rather than making sure this two drop is actually balanced. Yeah. I mean, I think that, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm trying to remain hopeful. I can see both sides of it. Like, I can see the the drawbacks to it. And I think there are drawbacks to it. At the same time, like, I'm hoping that the upsides of bringing in new players, hopefully, like, outweighs those. Although, honestly, like, finding out that Baconopoly exists does make me <laughs> a little, a little bit con- 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 more concerned than I was before we started this podcast. Uh, what do you think about them presumably not being on Arena? Like, that's the other thing that's kind of weird. If these oh, aren't that legal so in... Cool. They aren't legal in formats that are on Arena, so I assume they're not... Probably not going to be on that Arena. That sounds like something we should like, fix by making them standard legal, Seth. Can <laughs> 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 you see how this conversation can very easily and reasonably go into the worst case, but... Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think skins would have been the perfect way to do this. Like, skins where you have promo versions... Of let's say the original five planeswalkers, but instead of the original five planeswalkers, you have a Marvel character, but the card is still called Chandra, right? But it's like altered, basically. I, I think something like that would be better, but the problem with that is like the IP creators would never agree to it, right? Like if you're gonna put Spider Man on a card, the card better say Spider Man and not, I don't know who the equivalent is, Tybalt or whatever, right? So, but I, I think that way you can actually get the cool art and the cool ip into the game without affecting the game itself so one one last question about this and then we should probably talk a a little bit about an actual magic set that's being previewed so we know lord of the rings is coming we know warcraft uh 40k is warhammer 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 Warhammer. (laughs) oh boy we lost like all our subscribers Uh, this episode (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, uh, what else do you think could fall into that same category of possible crossover? I know we've been kind of like saying, oh, Spider-Man, to me, Spider-Man feels pretty far removed from magic compared to, uh, like Lord of the Rings, for example. What else is like close enough to magic that it would be an obvious crossover opportunity? Like, like, what do you mean by like close enough? Like, you mean like just the worlds that they're in? Yeah, well, like I mean, flavor, we talked about Lord of the Rings, how it kind of created the fantasy genre. Right. And then Warhammer is at least, like, a game. So you have that, like, well, Mar- connection, Marvel, I guess. Marvel and Warcraft both have card games, right? Because there's Versus. Uh, I played that. And then there's, you know, the World of Warcraft card game itself, which I also played. Uh, and and so, I don't know. I mean, I, I, 
I could see all of these actually happening. And I think that's why I'm excited about uh, Universes Beyond. I, I think Marvel is entirely a possibility. I think Transformers is already under the Hasbro umbrella, right? So, and it's already had a failed card game, but a card game. And uh, like, the, these are, these are things I actually expect to see now. And that's why I'm excited. Cause you know, I'm, I'm, I am dreading the Lord of the Rings set. And, and, and if anything is actually good from it, I am going to feel so miserable if I actually need it for one of my decks. <laughs> I, I, I don't think flavor okay. has anything to do with this. I think if, Wizards could get Spider-Man, they would do it in a heartbeat. I think they can't get Spider-Man, right? It's like too but, expensive. But, but I think Disney will not allow it. I think what it. Seth wants to know is flavor-wise, right? So, it, right, I'm, I'm assuming you're asking flavor-wise. Yeah, that's kind of where I was leaning, uh, more towards like the flavor aspect. Although I do think that Richard Point is a is a reasonable one that maybe maybe it's only TV shows that are like you know a like decade w- past the time that washed up franchises. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 will give wizards their IP. So maybe we don't see X Men and Spider Men and stuff that's actually popular at least for a couple decades until people don't care anymore. Uh, I mean, okay, so think back ten like years this, and think of what was popular in the fantasy realm. What, what, what will we have that wizards could go after? Uh, lost, maybe oh, <laughs> lost set. Oh yeah, yeah. Then then what? Well, actually, no. That's getting a comeback. I was gonna say Dexter, but you know, like that. That's not yeah. fantasy, but it, it's a, a show that's you know, it's been around. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Huh. So I don't know. Any other thoughts on universes beyond before we uh, move on? All right. Well, I'm sure this will come up in the future. The first set is not releasing until next year. We don't have a ton more information, but I'm sure we will get some in the future. And if you have feelings about Universes Beyond, let us know in the comments, because it's an actual very actually a very interesting topic i think and there's a lot of different a lot of different opinions on it so if you uh if you have thoughts make sure to let us know but let's talk a little bit about time trial remastered so we are technically in the middle of a one week spoiler season we have uh gotten about halfway through a little less than halfway through this set so far richard what are uh some of the stands out uh, standouts from time spiral remastered all right so so far they've been doing a color basically a color a day and we have uh wub also known as esper revealed esper. uh I, I was looking at the cards and i'm like wow these are really crim cards and i'm like oh wait a minute <laughs> it's because it's only been esper colors but so we have the base set uh notable cards in the actual set uh so this is original border not like current border cards i guess um we have cards of notable value to fairy mage zalfir ancestral vision uh restore balance angel's grace venser shaper savant lotus bloom uh walk of the aeons I think that's it. There's not too many. Uh, Damnation. We just got Damnation uh, today. Is it Damnation Old Border? Damnation is Old Border. No. No, no, no. no. It's main set. It's a mythic. It's a Ooh, mythic, it's in, a the mythic in the main yeah. set. You're right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Damnation. Uh, moving on to the Old Border cards. There are a lot, and they have chosen basically playable cards. So all these cards are playable, but I'll, I'll note some uh, constructed playable, I guess, Commander playable as well uh brawl chalice of the void uh flicker wisp uh laboratory maniac master of the pearl trident mystic confluence ponder palace jailer path to exile paradoxical outcome remand uh resto angel true name nemesis treasure cruise thraben inspector for some reason uh is that on there which one Hey, Thraben Inspector is like one of the most playable cards on the whole list. <laughs> it actually is. <laughs> I don't know if it deserves <laughs> an old border though, but uh, Lingering Souls uh, up here as well. Uh, but but yeah, basically they just looked at all the old playable cards in Commander, Vintage, Legacy, Modern, and like a lot of them are here, especially cards that go with like lots of older cards, like Master of the Pearl Trident, uh, where you have lots of old Merfolk. They, they added those, and especially the blue spells, Remand, Ponder, and things like that uh, show up as well. Uh, so, yeah, what do you guys think about Times Power being mastered so far? You know how I was talking about, you know, like Spider-Man being mediocre and, and all of that? I, I think I've got something else along those, these lines that, that I've already navigated, and I think 
I'm just desensitized, like, from all... I think we, we had this discussion in the group chat, right? Like, seeing all these old borders probably would have been cooler to me, like, four or five years ago. Now, after seeing all the borders that have come out from Magic, like, like think of that new... The new Strixhaven stuff, for example. Uh, the, the Japanese variant of all the spells, like Demonic Tutor, Swords, uh, Opt, or even the, nor- the other fancy... the uh, What is it called? The Mystical Archives... After getting all these borders that we've gotten in these last couple of years, this just kind of, this whole set just looks boring. Uh, I I disagree. I love the old border cards, and uh, I think I would consider them, if we consider them the same as, like, the showcase cards and all the different versions, I would consider old border to be top-tier, top-tier showcase cards, like, for me personally. But I think I have noticed a big a big divide in the community where you have some people that absolutely love this and are like, I haven't bought a box of magic cards in like 10 years. I'm buying one of these. And then you have a lot of maybe newer players who don't have a connection to old borders or to time spiral uh, block, the original block. And they're just kind of like, meh, like whatever. Like, I don't care about this when Strixhaven spoilers starting. So, so I have noticed a huge divide, but I feel like wizards has, focused on these niche markets a lot that's something we've seen that they uh, the infamous you know this product's not for you even though that's a horrible wording of that what they're trying to say is like not every set is for every type of magic player and i feel like for a certain group of magic players that time star remaster has been like a home run so far like there's a certain group that loves the old border cards is nostalgic about like limited in original time spiral block. And for them, this set is really amazing, even though they're a small percentage of the, the player base overall. And I guess the good news is everyone gets the reprint. So worst case, if you don't care about old borders and you don't care about time spiral, at least you get cheaper damnations and cheaper angels graces and cards like that. I, I like, yeah, like as somebody who for background, I mean, I've been playing also for quite some time. So it wasn't like I, I started like, you know, a few weeks ago. So this this is something that I, I, I think, yeah, definitely just isn't for me anymore. Um, I think, like, you know, that this is just, yeah, eh, when's Strixhaven? I'm in that, I'm in that <laughs> camp because I am really excited for Strixhaven. Uh, and, and this, the only thing I want from it is maybe the Thoughtseize, <laughs> maybe. So if you asked me a couple months ago if I wanted old border cards, I would have said yes. However, when I look at these cards, I'm like, eh, and I, I realize that I'm not an old border lover. I'm original printing lover, right? The question is, do you play original printing or do you play old border now? And for me, it's actually original printing, which I didn't realize until I thought about it carefully. So like these cards, really? yeah, like, I don't know. Like I'd, I'd rather just play so the original would, printing, right? So you'd play like Lorwyn Thoughtseize over old border Thoughtseize. Yes. Like, given the I'm, same I'm like price, the I would, right? Uh, whatever's cheaper is what I'll probably I, play, so uh, the new art. But I, I think part of the appeal of the old frame is, like, it's a part of history, right? Like, it's, like, an old card. Someone played it. It's, like, old. And I kind of like that aspect of it. So having it, like, be fake old doesn't really do much for me. So I'm like, eh. I, I think for me... I think for me, these would be the version I would play of basically every card that they've reprinted in Old Border. Like, if I'm building a deck, this would be my, my default choice would be the Old Border choice. But I also, like, am the person who, like, refuses to play land art that I really like if it's not an Old Border because I just don't like the new border very much. So, <laughs> so I'm sure I'm far on, a, on one end of the scale. It's going to be interesting to see the value of these cards, because the old border cards are essentially mythics, the way they're being distributed. Like, they're all the same rarity, so your odds of getting Thoughtseize is the same as, whatever, Lingering Souls or Shriekma or something. So it's going to be interesting to see how the prices break down on these. I would guess that they're going to be expensive, but after talking to both of you, I don't know. Like, if there's a lot of people that just either don't care about it at all or prefer original borders, maybe they won't be as expensive as I'm expecting. I think like legacy and vintage players might have more affinity to these, but like how many of those exist, right? Like how many paper legacy <laughs> and vintage players are still out there, right? Like, you know, like, yeah, you want your Merfolk deck to look consistent, so I'll take this old border, right? Or I'll take the old border Thoughtseize or old border Ponder. Like, I, I'm guessing the blue spells will be very expensive, like Ponder, Treasure Cruise. Wait, Treasure Cruise legal anymore? I don't know. Uh, True Name I Nemesis. 
uh, things like that will be expensive just because you have a deck full of old cards and then the one or two new cards are like an eyesore. So you're like, I got it. I got to replace it. But if you're playing a modern deck, eh, like it's mostly new cards. <sighs> like does, does the new ponder really look out of place? <laughs> like the old ponder, like, <laughs> these are not going to be cheap, right? Like if these were the same price, maybe, but these will be like significantly more expensive, right? I just really hope they come to Arena. Uh, I know the set's not coming to Arena, but I hope that the ones that are playable in Historic, like uh, Thoughtseize, Disdainful Stroke, Ethereal Armor, like, I hope that those cards, maybe Ethereal Armor's not on that list, but I hope that the ones that are playable uh, on Arena show up Will as you card buy styles. Them? Because as card styles? Yes, that would, that would, that would get my look, money. Look at that. I wouldn't buy just, like, I wouldn't buy ones that aren't legal. Like, I'm not going to buy your Mystic Confluence or something that I can't play anywhere, but the ones that I can actually play in Historic, I would spend money to get the card styles and play them. Seth, I, I don't I care. I would go into Historic, to be honest with you. I think that'd been a lot of really fun, but... Can you imagine all of these cards in Historic? <laughs> I mean, you know they would just, like, remove some of the stuff, like Dread Return or whatever, but, like, Damnation could be in Historic. Lots of this stuff could probably be in Historic. I mean, why not finish out the pact cycle, right? Yeah, I mean, and it also would be a way for them to maybe eventually work towards modern, like throw this stuff in there. And who knows, maybe 20 years from now, just like accidentally most of the modern cards are on there and we can actually have modern on <laughs> arena. That would be kind of sweet. Yeah. One one other time spiral remastered question. Uh, they announced that Sprout Swarm will not be in the set. And uh, you might be wondering why <laughs> that is relevant, because uh, Sprout Swarm is just a random common. Uh, it's like the most iconic limited card from original Time Spiral Block. It is miserable because of buyback and convoke. It is uh, very difficult to interact with, and you just make a ton of tokens, and it is super obnoxious, not a fun, healthy limited card, but it also is one of the most iconic decks and cards from original Time Spiral. What do you think about removing an iconic card that probably isn't fun or healthy is that a good thing or a bad thing for a set like this like you diminish the nostalgia factor because you're not going to be able to play the sprout storm decks but at the same time you theoretically improve the format overall because pretty much everyone agrees sprout storm wasn't a good deck to have exist in the format what do you what do you think about that i mean i i kind of came to already expect that and understand i mean with when you think about the other remastered sets like we don't have felidar sovereign right and 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 whatnot i mean cr granted that that's on arena as opposed to like paper i just feel like the philosophies oh, like they probably apply the same things right it's like well if we could remaster our sets what were the blemishes on the set what were the obvious problems like if if i mean like if they had to remaster eldraine it just wouldn't they well first off they just wouldn't do it because none of the cards would come back <laughs> um uh, but <laughs> like so the thing here is i i think that's kind of just not surprising for a remastered set and i and i i welcome it yeah 100 percent agree like if they put it back in that means there is no limited format right so you're just selling like packs you're selling set boosters at this point so they they have to balance limited so yes if they you know whenever they remaster set they have to remove the broken card i think so or like the other way would be to make it mythic or something weird so that you could see it but it's not that common but i think that's just weird i think just removing it like everyone understands it's broken it's not a theoretical improvement it's like an actual improvement everyone knows that card is broken so for you to actually play games unlimited they should just remove it so i think i'm fine with that and like really like what nostalgia will be lost like do you really want to sit down and have your opponent's sprout swarm you to death and you're like yes i feel so good <laughs> thank you wizards for this boost of nostalgia right like, that's what, what do, i right? want to relive <laughs> i don't think you really want that well, right <laughs> what what do you think about taking it to the next step then and just like fixing limited like i think a recent example would be ikoria which is a format people really liked except zenith flare pretty much everyone agrees like either shouldn't have existed or should have been like mythic or something so it doesn't show up very often what do you think like if everyone agrees that ikoria is great except for zenith flare should wizards just be like eh, it's banned or it's a whatever it's a we're gonna bump up its rarity on arena so now it is a mythic rare when you open your draft packs do you think that that would be a good idea uh i mean i guess that could help it right if you make but then it's like it feels weird right like for outside of limited because they have to balance 
two things here. Limited playability and the fact that, like, let's say for the person that doesn't play limited, if I open Zenith Flare, I'm going to be very sad. <laughs> that, that is true. There like are that, economic that's, ramifications. That's worse than, wild like, card. Like, 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 oh, I would rather, I mean, I'd be happy to open a soul of Innistrad. You know what I mean? Like, like, but seeing this in Mythic, like, oh. Like, it's not relevant because no one plays that format anymore. I guess on Arena, they come back. But in general, like, once a set goes, it goes, right? So it's fine that it's broken for a while. Like, if you ban the card and you draft, what are you going to do? Like, be down a card in the pack? Like, how do you fix that, right? So I think it's fine that they just leave it alone because at least in paper, like, you don't draft again, right? And if you do draft again, like, five years from now, you probably want that nostalgia, right? Like, if you want the Sprout Swarm, go buy a original box of Time Spiral and go <laughs> Sprout Swarm yourself, right? So that's always an option, so I think it's fine that they uh, they actually do this. I, I'd rather do that than rather just like ruin all of limited because like this is here, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess I I think I I think I agree overall. Although I it does make me a little sad because I do like the nostalgia aspect, but I guess it is a remix. That <laughs> I think you should lose to Sprout Swarm one more time, and then and then, and then you'll, no. you'll go, oh, you know what? I don't miss that as much. You just gotta be the one that drafts the Sprout Swarm, Prim, <laughs> <right>. obviously. <laughs> but being a remix set, I think it makes sense. Is there any one other question that we gotta get some fish mail? Uh, in limited. If you could remove one card, I asked this on Twitter. If you could remove one card from one limited format to improve it, what uh, what would you pick? Um, hmm. I mean, Zenith Flare is actually a <laughs> glaring because that's the most recent thing I can think of when I played limited. Yeah, Just, that's Zenith Flare. Zenith Flare is a really good option. I think another one I would consider would be like uh, Invisible Stalker in original Innistrad. Like that is. Uh, originally, Nistrad is known as one of the best draft formats, but pretty much everyone agrees the, like, janky out with an invisible stalker and a random, like, common or uncommon equipment was, like, the worst part of that format. And the one thing that people really didn't like or, like, Pack Rat would be another example where it was Pack just, was like, so good. essentially unbeatable. Like, if you open Pack Rat, you're just going to, like, 3-0 your draft because uh, unbeatable is, like, a slight exaggeration, but it was, like, one of the best limited cards in the history of Magic. Is there is there anything that sticks out for you, Richard, where if I could get rid of this one card, the format would be so much better? You know what's funny? Before- no, because that's the charm of all these formats, right? And they rotate relatively quickly, so I'm fine with it, right? Like, the, the reason I don't like Standard is, like, it's so expensive to play, and it rotates too frequently with these like weird bannings and power creep cards but in limited like you're paying the same price no matter what right you know every time you pay, you play a draft it's the same price and then you can play with the broken stuff and then next set release it's reset you don't have to deal with pack rat anymore you don't have to deal with zenith player anymore so i think these kind of cards like add a little charm to the format and then you know there, there's always the period of time where nobody knows they're broken right where it's not like um, like information kind of moves slower in draft than in standard. Like after one day, everyone knows Arrow's busted or Omnath is busted, but it takes people a bit to like learn to draft, um, spider spawning or something, right? Or like invisible stalker, cleaver or Zenith flare. You know, it takes a while. So I'm fine with that. And even if you know that it exists, it doesn't happen every single pod, right? And it doesn't happen every single game, unlike standard where it just happens all the time. So I'm fine with the way limited is, and I would not actually change any of these older formats because we get new ones all the time. And I guess it's even less impactful today since we don't have blocks. I know, like, back in the, like, whatever, Kamigawa era, where Jite, Jite, whatever, is just unbeatable. You had it for the first set, then you had it after Savior's release, and you had it after uh, Betrayer's release. So you'd have to deal with a broken card for, like, an entire year of limited because the, the main set would remain in the format. Now everything's one set blocks. So two, three months later, like you push it aside, move on to the next one. So I think that's another, another good argument for it. Why, uh, for why broken cards like Zenith Flare might be less impactful than broken cards in the past. Cause you're only seeing them for a couple months compared to an entire year. Uh, anyway, Richard, we got a little bit of time. Fish mail is. All right. If you have questions, send them to at MTG Goldfish with the hashtag MTG Fish Mail and we'll get to your questions on air. Uh, at Aldonian, what is each of y'all's preferred way of organizing your collection? Who has the superior <laughs> method? 
Oh. <laughs> my method is I, you know, those uh, medium flat rate boxes, uh, the like long, tall ones that you can get from uh, the post office. I have a closet that is basically full of those, which are full of random magic cards, and I have no idea what's in there. So uh, <laughs> to combat none, Seth, no system. <laughs> I think Seth might actually have more organization because they are in the box. So he's already beaten me because I, my friend went into my car uh, a while back and my foil Jace the Mind Sculptor was in my cup holder. <laughs> so, I did find an, I did find an overgrown tomb expedition under my couch one, one, uh, oh, one oh, right, time. right. So maybe we're about on a parody. Yeah, so we might be about the same. <laughs> yeah. Cause I found my Liliana of the Veil back when she, she wasn't reprinted yet. And I found her in the trackpad of under the seat of my, of my car. <laughs> I've also had. <laughs> I just, I didn't even know where, like, I was like, where is my entire modern deck? My Esper modern deck. <laughs> and it was just, you know, where it was in my cupboard next to my dishes. I don't know what I was doing, but I guess I was like bringing, holding my deck and trying to do dishes. Two things that should not be near each other. Just saying. <laughs> I yeah I I was looking for like some salt or something in my cupboard the other day and I found like a an old like revised rare in there for some reason so I I don't know how magic cards get to where they are yeah. it's kind of like it's like it's a TV like remote a, to be honest with you yeah kind of like the TV remote or like oh I can't think of the movie what is the one where where uh like the the stuffed animals or whatever come up? oh it's Toy Story Chucky? they come alive but only when there's no people there Chucky I, I feel like my magic cards do that like if I'm sleeping and I can't see them they just kind of like walk around my apartment and do their do their own thing but then when i wake up they all like freeze real quick and <laughs> that's a lot scarier than <laughs> just misplacing it <laughs> don't, don't worry Seth. 2023 Seth's is, house is we'll actually have... just haunted <laughs> he just doesn't know it <laughs> yeah it might be <laughs> toy story magic the gathering expansion coming soon don't worry about it um, I say Buzz Lightyear. I'm slightly more organized than you guys. I have my expensive cards in a binder. Everything else is together, so I can't find like five dollar cards, but I can find fetch lands maybe. Uh, but the problem is like the value of these cards change over time. So like I probably have expensive cards somewhere, and I, I just like keep buying more because I can't find them ever again. Uh, it's just it just takes so much time to organize cards, and it's not fun. So I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's definitely not fun i mean some people really like organizing their cards and they have like little dividers for every set and every set they have rarity and they label it all and they can actually find their cards uh that's just way too much work <laughs> uh, I, I have like I one mean, box called like uh gbx where i have <laughs> just <laughs> gbx cards for modern and i just dig into that box every time i need to help out time life <laughs> i'm pretty sure that don't lie it's called modern staples right <laughs> these are these are this box is definitely called modern staples for richard it's, and it's just tarmogoy it's, <laughs> it's just and no no tar tar and also like a 20 copies of Strangle Dice. Yeah. That's that's it. <laughs> so you could choose. Because one might get damaged or lost, and you don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to ever be without a Strangle Root Guys when you yeah, He's got his backup game day a promo in case the first one gets lost, <laughs> and then there's the normal one. I actually do have the game day promo of Strangle Root Guys, but that is neither here nor there. <laughs> Next question. Uh, quilted train. Hey guys, do you think horsemanship will return for Lord of the Rings? Oh, never, get ready for all these no, questions, please. folks. Uh, and I no, 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 no. I I mostly don't want it to, only because of the value that I would. Because like the, I I play what is it, Sun Quan or the the blue one that gives all my creatures horsemanship in my rogues deck. So, but if there's more things that give horsemanship, that's not that great anymore. Oh. I mean, on that, I don't really care yeah. if it comes back. <laughs> oh, it's just such a horrible it's not mechanic. I don't know what you're saying. What's wrong with it's just flying. That's not flying. <laughs> but we already have flying. We, how many versions of flying do we need in Magic? I mean, well, here's realism. another one. <laughs> <laughs> if some guy's charging it with a horse on you, are you really going to stop him if you're on foot? <laughs> the only way you're going to stop him is if you're on your own horse. So yeah. I get it. But they gotta make it more complex. If you have flying, you should be able to block horsemanship because you can swoop down and hit them. But, huh. What if you have banding horsemanship? And then what happens when they get like 
double like mega flying or like dragon dragon ship or something like that and then the dragon swoops down and eats the flyer <laughs> that's the how to train your dragon expansion that's that's still two years out Krim. sorry i mean that that still could happen there's a DD set <laughs> all right second part of the question what ips are on your crossover wish list so we know you're lord of the rings haters uh which ip do you actually want to see with, with the crossover if if i could pick one and just one, it would probably be Marvel. I mean, you know, with my moniker, my handle and everything, like, <laughs> is anybody really surprised? Probably not. And then after that, a close, like, like, like a distant second place would probably just be like Warcraft or, you know what? Or, or Final Fantasy. You know, Richard, I think you could appreciate that. We already have the Amano art, right? From, from War of the Spark. Yeah. We're not that far off, right? We, we've already got our foot in the door for Final Fantasy. Oh, this is tough because most of the things I like, I don't think would make good magic cards. Someone asked me like, oh, like, the big would, you like Lebowski Bo- <laughs> would you like a Bojack, a Bojack crossover? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I like Bojack, but I just can't imagine how that would work as a magic card. Like, so I think considering that I actually want there to be some connection to magic, I'm going to go with Game of Thrones. Uh, the last couple of seasons, obviously, were not as good as the first ones, but overall, Game of Thrones was still a really good show, and I think it would work really well with the fantasy theme, and there's a lot of a lot of cool characters in the show. So if I got to pick one, I'm going to go Game of Thrones, I think. I think that's actually very highly likely. Give it like four more years so that Game of Thrones is really dead and then look at the IP. <laughs> I don't know. Game of Thrones has been dead for me since like season five. So <laughs> well, uh, has, oh, can, is, rings, that, is that old? Like, you know, at this point, <laughs> I may as well just pile years, it on. You know? <laughs> we got to be 15 years behind the curve to make it. Uh, I want to see. I'm keep piling on things that people will hate me for. <laughs> I want to see anime. Anime. Crim's good at being the arch enemy. (laughs) Give me Uh, me some anime and Magic Japan will totally make it happen. Like a Fate crossover, uh, even like a Naruto crossover. I'll take any. Evangelion, I'll take any. Evangelion, I I would buy the whole set. I would like spend more money. (laughs) Four of each. I will happily replace Tarbogoyf with whatever the heck. <laughs> Ava unit unit one, oh, okay, is now is now Charmagoy. I would hundred oh. percent get it, okay. Um, I I would probably play green if that were the case. Yeah, so I, I want to see an anime crossover, which I think is also very likely, given that they like randomly put anime art and stuff on cards for Japanese uh, release products. So I'd like to see that, but I'd rather have like the Lily art, where they have like the original card and then it's just done in the art style of of the format um i think uh i guess guess last question this is a little interesting we haven't talked about hato 200 now that simian spirit guide is gone from modern where are we on unbanned chrome mox plan i feel like two for one in yourself to get extra mana is worth keeping in the format to enable prison strategies while not being as good for ad nauseum slash combo decks i i i do not think that should be unbanned i think that (laughs) What I think should have happened was that Simeon Spirit guy should have been taken out a long time ago. I'm not a fan oh. of the the mana accelerant that existed for a good chunk of Modern's duration and existence. I'm I'm gonna steal uh, a page from the Companion Lovers playbook and say. We shouldn't have been Simeon Spirit Guide. We should have just made more of them. If everyone has a Simeon Spirit Guide, then it's we theoretically do. fair. So the problem is, a, uh, I mean, you don't have a blue one. What oh, if you're, oh, what you're if, right. what if was... you want to play Teferi a turn earlier, Chris? <laughs> okay, okay, See if okay. you also could experience the joys That's a of Chromox. Spirit Guides. <laughs> <laughs> but, but seriously, I think uh, Chromox is just better than Simeon Spirit Guide. So if they're banning Simeon Spirit Guide... I don't think there's any way you unban Chrome Mox, because I think Chrome Mox, it makes mana every turn. Yes, it's a two-for-one rather than a one-for-one, but the upside is you make mana every turn instead of a one-shot, and it's also a spell, so it ups your storm count, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that Chrome Mox is just very much better than Simeon Spear Guide. You know, if Simeon Spear Guide's too good, Chrome Mox is definitely too good. Yeah, I, I agree. Chrome Mox is just better Spirit Guide. I think Spirit Guide is actually fine right now. The problem is it scales with how strong the rest of your cards are. So given power creep and what Wizards is printing, like it will eventually become a problem if it's not already a problem. Like it's okay if you Simeon Spirit Guide like a Tarmogoy for whatever reason, right? But if you like <laughs> Simeon Spirit Guide out in Oko... 
ahead of curve, it's like super problematic, right? And eventually, uh, it's just like an instant win, like trickery. So I think they, they should just get rid of it because they keep printing more powerful cards and the more powerful your cards, the better it is to get them out early. So this is just a disaster waiting to happen. So no more fast mana in modern. Yeah, no more fast mana in modern. And, and to follow that up, Richard, do you know how bad a turn one Tarmogoyf is? Okay, hold on. I can make it work. <laughs> okay? You, you, you crack a fetch. You t- okay, you, you crack a fetch, you get taxi and probe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, street race, yeah, cycle, street, street race. race. Yeah, 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 okay. And then instead of playing Death Shadow, what you do is you play Tarmogoyf. <laughs> That's so much worse. <laughs> Mishra's Bobble, maybe? Get the artifact yeah, in yeah, the graveyard. You're, yeah, so that, that actually sounds great. <laughs> It's like a it's like a, a seven card combo to make a three four. And they're like fatal push. I'm like cool. <laughs> Scoop. <laughs> Scoop. <laughs> All right. Richard's still pining for the fatal push banning. Uh, so don't worry about that. No, I, I just need a Tarmogoyf that's protection from black and white. <laughs> that's what I need. I need hex from well, Tarmogoyf, and then I'm good to go. Have maybe in a universes beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Give, give me what's an overpowered like in, in the Lion King crossover we'll have. I'm, I'm telling you right now, they're gonna make they're gonna make a robotic golem, and it's gonna be a meteor golem, and it's and it's it's gonna do the same thing. It's just gonna blow something up when it enters the battlefield. But meteor golem, that's gonna be the card. You know, it's gonna exist. <laughs> All right, that's all the time we have for Fishville this week. Thank you to everyone who sent them in. If you have questions, send them to at mtggoldfish with the hashtag mtgfishmail, and we'll get to your questions on air. And I believe that brings us to the end of episode 318 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. So, Richard Grimm, thanks for hanging out. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And we will be back next week to talk about the rest of Time Spot Remastered and whatever else goes on in the world of magic. So, until then, everyone, have a great week. And this is the crew signing out. Bye.